I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Zulu Nation, Brothers That's Creation, Mind Gets Flooded, Ejaculation, right on the two-inch tape. The abstract poet incognito runs the cape, not the best, not the worst, but occasionally I curse to get my point across, so bust the floss as I go in between the grit and the dirt. Listen to the mission, listen, missus, I do work as I crack the monotone, children of the jazz, so get your own smoking R&B, because they try to do me or the best of the pack, but you can't do rap, because abstract, original, you kind of get your own, but that's pitiful. Hey, welcome to the Black Gout Tips Podcast, your host, Rod and Karen. Last day of the week, Wednesday. Yes, sir. We made it. Mama made it. Uh, so, uh, it's the last day of the week. Thanks to everybody who came out live for the chat. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Um, we do. Thanks to everybody who, uh, talked about the show on Twitter. We got a lot of interaction for the last couple shows. Uh, people spreading the word, people giving their opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate everybody that's doing that. We do. It means a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, help spread the word for the show on social media and stuff. Um, thanks to everybody that, you know, uh, Facebook interacting with us, um, mm-hmm. you know, emailing the show, leave voicemails, all that stuff, leave comments, vote in the polls. Uh, definitely make it worthwhile. Let us know we're not out here just throwing shit out into a vacuum. I know somebody's paying attention. Exactly. So, uh, thank you to all of you guys, uh, everybody in the chat room and all that stuff too. Um, you can find us, uh, at theblackoutist.com and of course, iTunes, Stitcher, Podomatic Radio, just search the black guy who tips will come up. Mm-hmm. If you're listening to a friend's iPod, iPad, you're in a car, you're wondering, what is this funny shit I'm about to listen to? Well, now you know how to find us next time, guys. Yes, you do. Um, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. The unofficial sport... Is Bullet Ball. And Bullet Ball Extreme. Mm-hmm. Today's podcast is sponsored, is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. This podcast is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. We're revisiting the work of friend of the show, Alexa Yeams, so you can check her out in her dramatic short film, In the Goodbye. It's only four bucks to watch it instantly or seven bucks to get the DVD shipped to you. Check it out at shadowdogproductions.com slash itg.html. Of course, I will have this link up on the website uh, mm-hmm. tonight. Uh, so by the time, you know, podcast listeners here, it'll already be up. Um, if you're in the chat room, I'm going to put it on the screen. You can click on it if you want to or save the link for later. But, uh, you know, very big things up, uh, coming up for her. So uh, I think you guys might want to get up in on this while you can. Yes, um, sir. But, uh, yeah, make sure you guys check that out. Um, it's a hilarious, like, uh, not hilarious. It's a very dramatic, um, well-written film with a nice twist ending that uh mm-hmm. puts a lot of shit together. So it's one of those movies where you're going to watch it twice. Yeah. And it's a pretty short, it's a short film. I want to say maybe 20 minutes or so at the most. At um, the most. Uh, but you'll want to watch it twice um, for sure. Uh, we're also brought to you by Tweaked Audio. Go to tweakedaudio.com, get 33% off of your headphones when you put in the code TBGWT. But in addition to that, you also get free shipping and... Uh, you get, um, you know, a lifetime guarantee. What? A lifetime guarantee? That's right. Yes, and people have already had to use it, and they honored it, and they've been telling us about it. So just know that your investment will be well, well worth the people. And you get your headphone with literally within days mm-hmm. of exactly. ordering. Most people said that they have gotten them within 
like very very quickly and anywhere in the world you will get it within days um so uh let's get into the show um the other day on twitter i was saying how this is twitter in a nutshell like i I really am at that point where i have I, i can't even explain how many followers i have and i don't have a ton of followers by which i mean I know people that have like twenty, thirty thousand followers. Yeah, I can't even fucking imagine what that's like. Me either. I I I just uh, recently crossed the threshold uh, where, but I did. There are uh, there are all types of people out there following everybody, but I don't know what that number is. But once you pass the a certain- number, I, I've come up with the before you even say it. I've come up with it, and that number is two thousand. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that might be why my experience has been somewhat different than yours, um, because my number has been lower than that for a very long time. But slowly it started going up because I think for me, um, I live tweet The Walking Dead. I do a lot of gifs. I live tweet, you know, football. And so I'm doing a lot more live tweeting now. And when you live tweet, people follow you. You know, based on people retweeting your jokes and, you know, people following me just for The Walking Dead. We interact during that time and stuff like that. And so, you know, they, they it's like people come for one thing and then when you start talking about other shit that they don't care about or, or unrelated, it's like that's when you deal with, um, I guess sometimes the crazies. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just recently passed the 2000 mark. And so, like for me, I listen to you and chris and kev and branded and and other people and i'm like well i don't really have those problems but it's just one of those things like as your follower count grows um because you put stuff out there people can respond to you but everybody don't respond in the proper manner and i think that sometimes when people when people respond to each other on twitter a lot of people use twitter as a as a bat uh battlefield and to me, Twitter is not a battlefield. Like some people go out there every day and they want to fight every day. And, I, and I'm like, not like that. And I, I'm not out there to fight. I'm not there really just to have a good time interact and interact with people. Like that, that, that's my whole purpose of Twitter. Yeah, I think a lot of people do see it as like a debate tool and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I actually don't mind people debating because I like the idea of limiting people to 140 characters. I don't have all day. But um, true. It, but like there's a point where there's literally nothing you say that somebody won't get upset with or try to contradict or like try to say something to you about like mm-hmm. and um i've been past that point for a very long time um like i and and like it's weird because my account keeps growing and i don't know why because my account tells people not to follow me it, that's like the um, first words in, in yeah, your bio I don't, I don't really have any political ideology uh i have no allegiances or loyalty mm-hmm. to any necessary parties or whatever um i'll i'll i joke a lot like and I, you know i see some people when i see like well all she tweets about is feminism i expect her to have a lot of followers or all i tweet mm-hmm. you tweet about politics sports yeah movies certain oh, things you already famous i expect you to have a lot of followers yeah, well just certain things people gravitate towards and they like to like foul people away in their timeline like okay when i want a hot take on the feminist issues of the day i go to so and so so and so and so and so yeah yeah i got those people too yes yeah now i don't really fit those categories i just talk shit like about anything um and i'm not you know necessarily you know a uh, person that falls in line with everything you know mm-hmm. i don't do a lot of the you know slander crew and exposures i don't really get into all that shit so it's kind of funny to me 
um i'm now getting to that point where people retweet me and it's not those people it's some other person that comes and wants to fight me Uh uh-huh like uh the other day there was a woman who um i made a joke about bill murray because he was looking so terrible at the oscars i said bill murray's gonna play the ghost in ghostbusters 3 (laughs) and so somebody was like well you know what you're saying is that he's gonna die and I, first of all, that that's not what I was saying. Okay, like all I was saying was he looks old. They could put him in makeup. He could play a ghost. But second of all, even if that's what I was saying, I don't have magical superpowers. I can't kill Bill Murray with my mind. No, you can't. He's not going to die by the time the movie comes. No, he's not. So sarcastically, I responded to her like, "Yeah, I have magical superpowers that uh, if I tweet about you, you'll die. So why why aren't you being nicer to me?" and then she was ah! like she was like oh so now you're gonna threaten me and i'm like how fucking stupid can this person be but I'm, I'm not threatening you at all it's a joke i don't have these powers it's fucking obvious you know so i was just like you know i just stop like this you're one of these people that are crazy just mm-hmm. i shouldn't even have fucking said anything to mm-hmm. you just leave me alone um and you know i just like i had to like block her ass on twitter because she's mm-hmm. a fucking psycho yeah and a lot of times with these people one or two times and it's just like some of them don't get the point a lot of times you can even tell them look i'm done and they will still do stuff like it's been people that have been talking about things that have tagged like our um hashtag in it like like tbgwt stuff will get said then three or four days later the same person or somebody else picks it up and you be like um why why are y'all still talking about this and pull my name out of it i don't have anything to do with this yeah another person um the other day I, I said something about how i like um like i it's not that i love soy milk i just like uh i just i just like it more than getting diarrhea at 4 a.m i know that's i don't blame you because you know the lactose and regular milk it was, tears you up yeah and even lactate and shit like that was doing the same thing and mm-hmm. soy milk's the first milk i can you know get a bowl of cereal and, and I have to like rush to the bathroom at, in the morning, you know. You enjoy it, yeah. So, um, it was crazy to me because I said that, and then some dude who's like, I don't know, basketball blogger or something. He once again, someone retweeted me, and he responds back, "Well, the effects of soy are well documented, and that you should be, you know, like you that, that so it's bad for you." And I was like, "Okay, I didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't swear by soy." I didn't say soy is the healthiest shit ever. I didn't say any of that. I said I don't even really like it. I just don't. I just I'm lactose intolerant is the fucking joke. Um, So then the dude was like, yeah, everybody knows grass fed dairy is better for you than soy milk. And I said, I tried grass fed dairy and I still am lactose intolerant to that. It still made me Mm -hmm. get the run. So now what I drink, I, I drink the lactose free milk. Yeah. But now what? Smarty pants. Right. You saw Mr. Doctor Guy on the internet. Ah, they know everything. Yeah. So, so I actually went and looked up an article about the effects of soy milk of of soy, negative effects of soy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, it could cause some pretty bad things for men. You know, uh, it can cause you to grow uh, breast. It can cause you to have uh, uh, estrogen. Uh, it can cause you to do a bunch of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you drink it to excess. If you if you swim in this shit every morning, ah! 
<laughs> and also also in addition to that you have to have a rare condition where you're extra sensitive to it okay, now that this makes is, sense this is in men's health it was one of those shock click articles where you click on six pages of, of anecdotal shit with no true scientific basis like no okay like no st- no so scientific study. analysis no statistical analysis where you go this percent of men this percentage yeah, no of this research on this it. amount of this you know none of that it's just all anecdotal he He's, then he suddenly his breast became became tender. He's a ah! ma- he's a former marine, and he said he used to cry at movies. He couldn't help himself. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you get to the end, and it goes, "Well, uh, the doctor said soy in moderation shouldn't be a problem for anyone, and also that uh, this person probably has an extra sensitivity and may be of the point oh oh one percent of people." Uh, that can, you know, be affected this way. It's like, so y'all wrote six pages of scare tactics mm-hmm. to basically get to the end and go, oh, well, obviously, if you don't drink it like a fish, you'll be fine. Yeah, because they know most people don't read that far. Right. And and the thing is, uh, that's not a negative effect of everything's a negative effect. You drink too much. Water will kill you if you if you fucking drink too much of it. It will. It like, like, yeah. 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 But nobody's going to do that. Mm-mm. You know, the same thing happens with those Coke. Uh, this woman, can you believe her Diet Coke addiction has caused her to lose all her teeth? How much was she drinking? 17 gallons a day. Well, come on. <laughs> who the hell Who the hell is drinking 17 yeah, gallons a now day? Now, I'm not saying that the shit is necessarily great for you, that, but yeah. I also know ain't nobody drinking 17 gallons a day. Like, But that one lady. Right. So, it, But it was just weird because people spout this shit on Twitter because they just have to disagree. And as soon as I challenged it on him, he ran the fuck away. Like, he didn't have any stats to back that shit up. Mm-mm. He just, well, and then he go, he, he questioned me. He goes, well, how do you know grass-fed dairy? I, I said, I said, uh, well, grass-fed dairy, uh, the milk still gives me the runs. And he goes, well, how could you know it was grass-fed? I'm like, motherfucker, you the one made up the rules. I didn't know. I made that up, too. I ain't, lied. Ain't that the truth. The point being, why you don't believe me? Right? Because it doesn't jive with your article? Yeah. Like, no. What that fucking idiot. And then this morning, Bo finally read one of the articles about the uh, black kids at some of these uh, predominantly white institutions that are now releasing these these videos. videos, You know, and it's getting pretty. uh, More students are joining in. Uh, Duke, I believe, joined in. Um, I think that uh who else was it that joined it um duke joined in georgetown i believe joined in um so you know so these videos are literally gonna start popping up every fucking where right uh it seems like it uh i don't know i mean because there are a lot more white institutions than there are historically black institutions right right and and uh you know i and i you know i saw bows on it and i was like yeah i don't think this shit is gonna necessarily work because yeah, Cornell University, Duke University, uh, the, the campaign is spread to those two. Um, but I was like, yeah, I don't think it'll work, but more because you can't beg for your respect. It just, Mm-mm. like, life doesn't work that way. It like, sure does not. You know, when you beg for respect, you don't get it. That's not how anybody gets respect. Nope, it has to be earned. Yeah, you have to take it, or you just have yeah. to operate without it until... And then people learn to respect you because you don't plead with them. Or your actions. Like, like you have to demand it by your actions. And go, okay, you don't respect me, but I'm going to make you respect me. Or I'm going to be in a position where you have to respect me. Right. So it was just weird that people, you know, like, so 
you know, I basically said that to Bo and Bo retweeted and I was like, you know, ironically, it's probably the best, uh, advertising for HBCU, uh, since school days. You know, yeah, people don't want to hear that shit, but you're not going to have this inferiority complex, uh, this less than complex. Yeah. You know, like you can actually, you know, not have to worry about this at a HBCU. This is one. I'm not saying HBCUs are perfect. I'm not I'm even saying, saying they for everybody. I'm not even saying they're better. I'm not mm-hmm. even saying all black kids should go there. I'm not saying nope. you shouldn't go to these universities. That's right. Just saying this is one specific issue you will not have. Because it just doesn't, it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a whole set of other issues that can happen socially there and a bunch of other shit, you know, so I'm not, you know, but people immediately started, you know, getting, um, uh, up in arms about it, especially cause Bo retweeted it, you know, so people just start throwing all kinds of bullshit at me. Um, and this one person, like she was, uh, I guess she wrote, an article about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was like super duper defensive about it. Like just hop right up in my mentions and shit and started, um, you know, talking about, um, excuse me, um, talking about how, um, you know, th- th- like kind of defending these kids. And I'm like, they don't really need a defender. Like, no, they don't. I understand that they're young. So I'm already giving them benefit of the doubt. I am I'm not. Too. Like, if these dudes were, like, 30 or 40, I'd be like, man, get the fuck over yourself. Ain't that you a grown-ass yeah. person. Like, come on. You're dealing with the same shit we're all dealing with. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I had some basic questions, which is my question for these campaigns. What is the end goal? What do you want? What do you expect? How do you measure it? Because these are the things that I think, to me, this is like the, uh, what was it called? The Wall Street thing, Karen? You know what I'm talking about? When they were sitting outside Wall Street, what was that? Oh, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, no, no, not, not yeah. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy. Um, yeah, ain't it? It no. was Occupy something like okay. that. I think some, some. You guys know what we're talking about the Occupy movement. It was like the Occupy thing where people jumped on it, said, "Oh, this is so great. I love this idea." And it's like, what do they want? When is it over? Mm-hmm. What are the goals? And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh wait a minute, these motherfuckers didn't say, did they? Nope. And that's how you get to the point where it just disbands and disappears because there was no real strategy, there was no real uh, goal, there was no real uh, point behind it. And I think that uh, when people try to say, hey, what's your goal? What's your point? It, it wasn't organized, and they have a spokesperson. And when you really don't have, you don't have to have a quote unquote leader, but you do need to have a goal and no goal is, is not sufficient when people are coming asking what's going on and you really, nobody can really give them a straight answer. So she says, uh, cause I asked, what do they want? She says they want the public to know what is happening, that this is happening. I'm like, <laughs> the idea that the public doesn't know is probably the most naive part of this. Like, they we see the washington post guys we also watch the tvs the idea that there's a Nobody lot of people knows. that don't feel that minorities especially black people deserve opportunities to get education or that the only way they can get it is to affirmative yeah. action and therefore they aren't worthy of being there it ain't just it's not just not new news it's old news very old news and Pe- that, people yeah and people fought for blacks to even go to universities. That's the biggest reason why HBCUs even got started in the first place. When Donald Trump was demanding Obama's uh, transcripts, I'm pretty sure that everybody knew this was a thing. You know, I don't think it's brand new 
for people to, to, to find out. Like, I don't think everybody was sitting around like, what? You saying that some of these people are not respectful of what you've accomplished? You're saying that some of these people think you don't belong? I can't believe it. So, uh, I basically tried to like, you know, in the spirit of compromise, I was like, well, you know, they're young, so I'm just kind of cutting them some slack. And like, this, she was just so adamant because apparently she's been promoting this pretty hard. She's like, yes, they're young, and that's why they ain't got to have all the answers, but they do get to give voice to their own experience. I'm like, no one's trying to take away their voice to their own experience. Nobody's trying to stop them. Yeah, I said, it just sounds like they're venting. What's wrong with venting? Why are you so fucking offensive? I I didn't say anything was wrong with venting. Yeah, like I said, a lot of people literally treat it as a battleground. Like, literally, it's like when people come into contact with most people, they assume that you want to fight. Not that you're having a... Now that you're trying to have a conversation, now that you're trying to see their point of view, a lot of people, uh, like, like debates, they, they, they use it as debates. Like they already come with, they lined up, um, defenses. They already come what they're going to say. They already come with their links. They already come just ready. You can say something. They'll respond with, they'll respond to you with shit. Don't got nothing to do with what you're talking about, but because they've already got their shit lined up. Here are my points. Boom, 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 boom. This is everything you're going to attack me with. And they accuse you of things. Right. Well, it's like they have an argument that they can defend, but I'm not making those accusations. No. Like even when I care. said this is the best advertiser for HBCU, I never said anything. Like she goes, so black people, people of color, shouldn't go to Ivy League schools because white people don't want slash expect to see us there. I didn't say that. No, that's what I said. They put words in your mouth. I would, I would never say that. Mm-mm, you can go anywhere you want to go. Yeah. Like I, I, like no, you can go. Also, when you're fucking please fall on deaf ears. Don't be surprised. Mm-mm. Don't be shocked. They know this. They just don't care. That's right. And this kind of protest, I don't think is going to work. Mm-mm. You're welcome to try. I just, my opinion is it won't work. Um, and this goes on about if I only existed in places and spaces white people thought I should be, I'm like, I, all this shit is stuff I should, I didn't say. Um, I didn't say they shouldn't be able to do that. So, so then, cause, uh, Bomani was kind of like, well, you know, people think, there's this idea, and this I agree with Bo on, that somehow this education is better. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, and and, I, and I, honestly, and I'm a, I'm and, and I might be wrong. Most of these people got accepted to HBCUs and chose not to go. Well, just any university, yeah, any right? university, they, they and just that, chose not to go. They thought this was the place to go, right? Yeah, and they because, have that option because they think it's better. They think there's a better fit for them, or they've bought more like, and more than likely, they bought into this idea of the intellectual supremacy of these universities and the connections that they supposedly will foster and they'll get access to resources and opportunities they wouldn't get elsewhere, which is funny because if the thing is you're black and you're ostracized, you won't get those opportunities, right? You won't get the connection. You won't have the networking. If they're going, we don't recognize you as a peer and we don't think you should be here. So they're not going to reach out the same way they would to other students. So the connections aren't really the same for you. Mm-mm. They're not. They're not. And and I remember, uh, I think me and one of my coworkers was talking about this one time, and we didn't go too deep because I ended the conversation uh, very promptly because it's just one of those things when you get to talking about uh, this and going to, you know, different universities, you know, she kind of hit me with the uh, the uh, the universities are just better. 
type of thing. And I was like, that has nothing to do with it. If you want to go to these schools, you can go to these schools, but it does not mean the other educations are less than. And all these connections that people talk about, most of the time, unless you are a part of the cl- a crowd, a part of the clique, or in the old boys clubs, those connections a lot of times don't even apply to you. Right. Even if you go to these universities and graduate, even if you join the fraternities and sororities, it does not matter. At the end of the day, these connections are uh, a lot of times you are not privy to and that's something that people don't want to admit when it comes to to these things um um we're just not a part of that and it's something we have to accept and understand and it's just one of those things where i don't want to hear you cry when you choose to go to these universities you made this choice and then you want to cry about the choices that you made because it's too tough for you to deal with it or you cannot emotionally stand your ground but this is part of growing up this is part of being an adult what are you gonna do when you get grown and the first time somebody says something to you sideways you're gonna be in human resources every goddamn day no yeah i mean but like i don't i don't care about them crying they can cry if they want to yes they can so i mean would you you know that's the thing they want to do um like you said we're we don't might not be here for it don't be surprised that your classmates aren't here for it yeah, but, but and, I, and I guess the point of that was like you crying and nobody cares. And that's my point. It's like you and, and the thing is that they really think that these videos are these videos are falling on deaf ears and nothing's going to change. And then, like you say, when you question, nobody has a real answer for you because that's not really the answer. Yeah. And, and that was the thing, too, that she was saying, because she was like, well, I was like, the problem is they're seeking validation from white people. Because they bought into this idea that this culture and this education is superior, but these people don't want to accept them. So they've already bought into it. She's like, well, you can say that about anybody that go to that's in higher learning at all. I was like, no, because everybody's not making these whiny ass videos Mm-mm. like this. This is different. Like these people are complaining because they feel like they are owed this opportunity and they're owed a certain amount of treatment and respect and they're not getting it. And they think that this is the way to go about that. Um, and, uh, you know, and then I, I mean, like, keep in mind on this show, we've talked about recently in the last couple of months, Mississippi state, where they put a noose around a actual, the first black person ever, a statue of the first black person ever attended university. Uh-huh. Uh, we talked about that other university where they took a black kid and bullied him so bad, wrote nigger all over his, the room and his, all this stuff, um, till he had to tell his parents. Like, this is not what's happening at this university. These people just don't agree with affirmative action. And you guys are releasing these videos. Now, fine. But when they fall on deaf ears, when people don't care, don't, you can't be mad about that. Mm-mm. But this person was misquoting the shit out of me, man. Like, um, you know, it's like Harvard don't have the market cornered on racism and higher ed. Well, I, Harvard I didn't cut. say they did. Yeah, I say, and, and, Harvard is the school that started all this, Karen. That's what it has to do with it. And that's the, that's one of the main schools the article is about. Okay. Okay. So that's why she said Harvard. But period, I didn't say any about, well, we know Harvard is the only one place that's racist. I don't say mm-hmm. these things. Uh, you know, and then other people try to get involved and stuff. I'm like, man, I'm not, look. Like, don't encourage this motherfucker, you know. Um, and then, like, I, you know, I was like, look, I didn't tell these kids not to go there. Not they don't belong. She's like, well, then don't say go to a go to a HBCU. Then I was like, I didn't say that. I didn't imply that. Don't put words in my fucking mouth. And now, and then, this is where the part that really tipped their hat. And this is why 
Um, this is the undertone of a lot of these videos and a lot of this Ivy League culture that always makes me wary of it. She says, here he goes with the high school Twitter tactics. See you in the Real House of Atlanta, Real Housewives of Atlanta thread. I've never watched that show, not even a second. I don't even judge those of you who do because I really just don't give a fuck. Uh, I think people judge people that see those shows, especially black people, because we kind of hate ourselves. We hate our culture and we have an inferiority complex. So anything black must be less than if uh, you were watching the Jersey Shore, there will be less of an implication about you as a human being. But if you watch Real Housewives of Atlanta act a fool, then you're a worse person. You watch Basketball Wives. Somehow that's worse for you and worse for black people than Mob Wives. Right. So. Uh, that tipped me off though, because what I read into that is this hatred of black shit. And it was like, why don't you just go over there and do some black shit with your black ass? Yeah, that's what she's you know, implying. Why, why don't you, why don't you go over with the Real Housewives of Atlanta or something like that? Um, and I was like, um, see, this is exactly what I thought. You're asking for sympathy. Your video is not for me. No, it's, it's not, not for it's not for any other black person. Other black people have issues that are way more complex than this. Mm-hmm. Other black people have dealt with racism that is on a different level than this. Yep. Other black people would support you, but you don't really fuck with us. Yep. The end yep. of the day, you're over there because to a certain extent, you think you're better than us. And then it's like when shit doesn't go your way, well, now it's time to start talking about race. Race has been a thing for everybody. This is Don't expect us to be surprised. This is not a new issue for us. Mm-mm. You know, you're waiting for everybody to be, have this shocking moment of, oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? Like, oh, race is racism at Harvard? I thought those people were too high-minded to be racist. Nobody's surprised but you. So when the campaign falls on deaf ears, when the shit doesn't, make a big difference don't be surprised and you know more importantly don't put the words in my mouth man because i i it it really like that right there really just kind of like proved proved a lot of shit to me where it's just Mm -hmm. like okay i see yeah that person isn't the only one there's a lot of people out there and not everybody but a lot of people a lot of black people choose white universities and there's nothing wrong with where you go, but they choose white universities and there's some black people that's not a problem, but a lot of them choose it, like you say, off of self hate, off of not being quote unquote accepted, off of wanting to separate themselves, off off of wanting to be better than, off off of wanting to be accepted into a culture. Uh and it's one of those things where when you separate yourself from the group and then shit happen and you turn around, and look at the group and the group looks at you like, uh, okay, what do you expect us to do? Well, that's just a lot more that the white man's ice is colder shit there. And that's true. Of, you know, even the idea that the education must be better. Yep. Even the idea, your education is an individual thing. Yes, it is. No matter where you go. And like the fact that like, this is the underlying thing to all this shit. The fact that you think the validation for the kind of person or education you have comes strictly from the university and the name on the front of that fucking, uh, you know, uh, your, your certificate of graduation mm-hmm. is the problem. You know what I mean? Yes, you can, you can literally learn this shit at Phoenix, uh, University of Phoenix online. If you apply yourself and want to lo- know shit better, the yep. knowledge is the knowledge. How you get the knowledge is up to you, but the knowledge is the knowledge. The name of the school is not the fucking game. A lot of people are overpaying for these expensive ass schools 
and they're ending up in situations where they can never, ever, ever pay for their fucking uh, student loans back because yep. they have mortgaged their fucking entire future so they can have the name on the front of this T-shirt because they thought that the sweater that says Harvard was going to fucking save them somehow. It was going to increase their worth as a human being, as an individual and monetarily. And it doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it's a, a negative game because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, well, it costs you half a million dollars to go to school. So give that up. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, off your 1075 an hour job. Or whatever. Your, yeah. Even, even if, let's say you land a better job, but then you have to pay more student loans than everybody else. Yeah, you paying a house payment and a car payment combined monthly in student loans. Right. And not to mention, you never got the respect. You never got the connections. You know, you and like at least not from those people. If anything, man, you got to look at your black student unions. Like f- other black people have gone here, mm-hmm. so try to figure out like the game from them, because maybe they can help you out. You know, with some experience. But you know, it's this this the shit is is serious, man. You know, um, it, it's it's crazy how people are are you know putting the shit all you know mortgaging all their shit uh for these universities and you're going there and you have a shitty experience and then you get mad at us for being like yeah it's a shitty experience you might shouldn't you know go there yeah i would i couldn't see myself writing a check for that oh no no like, don't forget you're paying for this education not the other way around I, I, that's the truth so you know the last time i checked this shit is like what was it sixty five thousand dollars a year? Come on, man! What sixty five thousand? Sixty five thousand dollars? That's okay. Oh, yep. But hey, if that'll that'll fix everything shit. for you. That's more than some people make a year. I mean, just a year working the damn nine to five. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's some people's two or three years combined. <laughs> some folks' incomes. Yep. Yep. Uh, for graduate school, $40,000. This is, remember, graduate school, after you've had four years of undergrad. And odds are, you somewhere. won't get student loans because all the student loans and, and, grant, and grants and all that shit a lot of times go to undergraduates. Mm-hmm. So, That's something they don't tell you either. This is crazy, man, but I'm, I'm the asshole for being like, you know, this is one of the the side effects of shit but yeah people get mad on this twitter shit man mm-hmm. and 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 they take it uh way too personal and like i said it's like a big old battleground if it's race if 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 it's uh xbox playstation if it's you know shit like this people just come ready to fight <laughs> and i'm not the fighting person and i'm not the argumentative person so that's that's why i say for us we have two different experiences because see i block a motherfucking keep we, we're not we're not we're not gonna be having a day long conversation because i don't give a fuck like yeah i mean i already blocked her but i'm just saying the shit gets like it doesn't start terrible but you can just kind of tell what people are you like man this this probably won't end well and my thing is, I'm not going to stop talking about what the fuck I'm talking about yes, just for you. So so if you want to be mad at what I have to say, then eventually I'm just going to mute you or whatever. But, you know, I'm not the person that you know, like you're like you'll like somebody will say something to you and then you'll like stop talking about that thing or to come talk to me about it or something mm-hmm. like I'm not going to do that for them. Fuck them. It's my feed. So I'm going to continue to talk about it. Like 
and uh they don't need to be present for that shit but yeah that real housewives of atlanta crack really said everything to me because the only thing bad about that show is that black people look down on that show because it's dealing with black people and to me, it don't matter. Enjoy like what you want to like. And even when it comes to universities, go where you want to go. But just go knowing that when you walk into certain universities, there are certain things that you're just going to have to deal it's with. Just, but that goes apart along with the territory. It's just certain type of black people think everything black people do has to be respectable or it's not worthwhile. You know, you can't have scandal because the character's not perfect black woman who does everything right. You know, Your life is boring as shit, then, ain't it? You can't. You just can't have anything that isn't a perfect representation of the greatness of blackness. It's like, okay, then, fuck it. Yeah. Um, a homeless Jesus statue has ignited a controversy in North Carolina. Oh, Jesus is homeless. A sculpture depicting Jesus as a homeless man shrouded in a blanket and lying on a park bench, commissioned in front of St. Albans Episcopal Church in Davidson, North Carolina, has ignited a debate among residents and religious leaders. Cindy Canstanko Swanak. What a name. Canstanko. Oh, I'm sorry. Cindy Canstano Swanak. Oh, I was about to say she stank. What are we talking about here? I know. Canstanko would have been terrible. (laughs) A resident of the area called the uh, police when she first spotted the sculpture, I'm sorry, thinking it was a real man. I was concerned for the safety of the neighborhood. (laughs) She she called the police on Jesus. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Jesus been, has been a whole, t- a whole lot of time. Um, it's this man out here. Um, yeah, he he got on this robe thing and some sandals, and it ain't even dusty out here. I don't know what he talking about. No, I don't, Mister. Get away from me. No, I don't need you to heal me. Get your hands off me. That's yeah. how that conversation would have went. And the thing is, it's a statue, so uh, because a sculpture, so it's sculpted out of like iron or something. So it's a a white looking you know i mean it's a brown looking like yeah she thought Jesus. it was a black person just admit yeah just admit it you looked at that oh we can't have no niggas around here call me now on one that 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 sheet kind of looks like a hoodie oh uh, yeah that, yeah that, that and that's why she called yep um but uh yeah so she called the police on jesus um the sculpture looks like an ordinary man except for the iconic marks on the feet which hint at the statue's holy identity. The sculpture, a religious piece by Canadian sculptor Timothy P. Schmalls, was given to the church for, by some residents who wanted to honor a fellow church member. Swanick said the sculpture sends the wrong message. That's not who Jesus is. Jesus is not a vagrant. Jesus is not a helpless person who needs our help. He, we need someone who is capable of me- meeting our needs, not someone who is also needy. What? Wow, that sounds like somebody didn't read the Bible. G- G- Did she think me- Jesus was Mitt Romney? I don't know what she thought. I know. And, and see, the thing about it is that um, uh, Jesus spent a lot of time on the road with his disciples with no home and no roof and no shelter and shit like that. Now, nah, you know, Jesus was balling parties every night. He was a carpenter. Turning water into wine. That's what he was doing, doll. Partying. Spent making it rain. Mm-hmm. for 40 days and 40 nights um but yeah so uh the church said they don't plan on removing the sculpture good for them no because 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 bitch is a statue it's is not he- gonna jump up and harm you okay we we solved the issue it's not a nigga calm down she walked him out of jesus statue get a job jesus yeah good grief uh it's here because why ain't you healing somebody it's here because it's wonderful art that reminds with this beautiful church structure here 
that our faith is expressed through our concern and care for the homeless. We think it is a perfect place for it. Right. Jesus was about caring. He would care for people. Yes, he would. He would wash your feet. Uh-huh. He, he was with the, and a lot of people federalized. He was with the whores and the prostitutes and the pimps and the, and, and the people that they call dirty. That's what Jesus was. This is not the first time the statue has been rejected. Last year, a version of the sculpture was condemned by cathedrals in New York and Canada. But in November, Pope Francis blessed it and accepted it into the Vatican. The first thing he did when he saw my sculpture was pray. Then he blessed the piece. To have Pope Francis bless your pe- sculpture is one of the most amazing experiences possible, said every choir boy. Small said he got the idea of the sculpture after he saw a homeless man sleeping on the road during Christmas time two years back. A devout Christian, he has been making religious statues for some time now. Yeah, because, you know, it's it's real funny. Instead of you literally helping this man, you call the police on him. Right. She didn't didn't even say she called to see if he needed help. She called to report him because he was, quote, unquote, dangerous. That's right. She didn't call to see if he was okay and none of that. Okay. Uh, the piece, this piece, I love it. I feel it has a lot of mystique to it, a mystery. It's something that people understand through a process. They don't get the message right away. Small said in a video explaining the concept behind homeless Jesus. That's, uh, interesting because the idea of the gospels were when we see the homeless, when we see the marginalized, we should see Jesus Christ. This sculpture visually translates that exactly. Like, you know, that's the thing is like, he his belief was christ existed everybody so everybody do you you know i you know i exist in like the worst among you the the meek you know i exist in the people that you know are downtrodden the people that need help not just the easy people to help the easy people to to not just the exalted figures but the people that that are on their, down on their luck yeah, but a lot of people don't, you know, look at it like that. And it's, and it's just one of those things where it's funny how people are up in arms about a statue that don't, isn't, the statue ain't jumping at you. The statue is not attacking you. This statue is fine just being there, regardless of if you believe in the religion or not. It's not bothering you. I think a lot of people just think of Jesus and religion as like, these are our mascots. These are my, this is my team, you know? Okay. It's like if okay. I saw a homeless eagle mascot, I'd be like, man, that's fucked up, man. They, they got the Eagles mascot looking homeless. Why would they do that? And because they haven't thought about it. But th- your religion's not a sports team. It sure isn't. You know that's why I feel like a lot of people treat it like, oh, my religion should be the one that should run all the laws. It's like no, that's not. This isn't a sports team. It's You're true. not winning the game. You're not ahead uh, by twenty five points in the scoreboard. Like that's not the way that this works. Um so, yeah, not seeing the obvious message of a homeless Jesus and how we're supposed to see uh, the, the the Jesus in each other. Um, when people need help, you're supposed to want to help them like you would help Jesus. You know, not to mention the almost the entire narrative of, of Jesus's death is about the fact that we owe him because nobody helped him. You know what I mean? Like he took that on for everybody's sins and humanity and every and like and the humanity at large is supposed to owe this guy. You know, that's the whole port purpose of him dying for quote unquote whose sin not his yours. He died for your sins, right? That's what they say. Oh, you died for our sins, sins and yeah. then this woman's calling the police. Yeah. This is crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, so uh 
the homelessness in the United States increased by 64 percent in 2013. Uh, yeah. And, and I think a lot of people don't realize how bad and how high the homeless population is. Even here in Charlotte, there's a very, very large percentage of uh, homeless people that live in shelters. Like um, one of my girlfriends who used to drive for CMS here, she would say she would have uh, children that actually got picked up on, on on her bus that she had to go pick up from the shelter. And she would literally have to pick them up first and drop them off last. Right. Because it's one of those things where if you did it with other children on the bus, all of a sudden they're getting looked down, they're getting picked at less than. You know, she talked about how, you know, kids would – with the same clothes for days and you know she was saying how bus drivers would go on that bus and um would actually find children in their chair like in the seats like after the bus has been shut down like children would sneak on the bus to sleep and shit like that because they had nowhere else to stay or their home situation was situation would be so fucked up and but it's but at the same time nobody wants to have empathy and sympathy because you're a little dirty or you're a little nasty yeah it goes out the window man because it's like uh homeless bye it's like well if this if the shit was easy nobody would do it you know what i mean this is the hard shit that that people are doing man like this is why you know um when uh you talk about what faith equals works or whatever this is those works yeah and, and, and the way that you look upon the least of people is the same way that in my opinion that's the same way you do look on jesus yeah, and also to me, when it comes down to it, it's just hu- being human, humanity, regardless of what you believe in or don't <coughs> believe in. We all are humans, and it's just one of those things where you need to look at everybody, regardless of where they are, their religion, their sexual orientation, their race, and their color, and just look at them as a person. What's well, the hijacking of religion? Like that's the thing. Like, and you know what? Probably today I'll get somebody's gonna email or say something to. Uh, Rod, you know, you, you you talk so bad about the Christians or some watch this shit will happen. But I guarantee you, like, what I'm saying is not out of line with what Christian people are supposed to believe. But shit is so hijacked, the most of the shit we cover on this show is from people that are doing fucked up shit in the name of religion. Yes. So then people are like, Well, you don't like religion. I don't like a lot of shit that is done in the name of religion, period. And 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 i'm not a religious person religious people should like it even less than me because it, it ain't even affiliated with me but it but this is what people see of you and they think that uh republicans uh anti you know their homophobia they think that uh anti-abortion anti-abortion uh they think that um you know the uh people who are trying to put into law things that li- really have no business being in law that should be someone's personal but, private religious beliefs that's right but when you see stuff like uh the republican party trying to hijack religion and be the religious party and their main platforms are like don't help the homeless don't help anyone under need in need cut all uh all government assistance and funding uh yeah like stomp people out of doubt make sure that people can't get medical assistance Make sure that, uh, you know, if people are going bankrupt because they have to go to an emergency room because they can't go to a doctor, make sure that happens. Like, it's been hijacked. And this woman who called the police is a perfect example of that hijacking because she has now disassociated herself so much from the beliefs of Christ that she thinks that Christ is supposed to be Buddy Christ coming through clean, hair looking like Troy Palomalu, 
and floating around uh telling people how great they uh he is and uh helping uh, you know like no 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 i don't get help i help that's the only thing i do i'm sorry guys <laughs> please don't touch me leper uh but uh all my uh homeless people in the back whoa away from me whore what do you want me to get crabs i'm jesus what's wrong with you um these bitches are tripping am i right guys <laughs> like that like your version of jesus is just really whatever you want it to be to make yourself not feel guilty about the asshole you are yes. and that that seems to be what a lot of people's version of jesus is mm-hmm. not self-conviction yeah. not about changing not about making yourself a better person not about looking at people as human beings not about you know looking beyond uh a lot of things not about showing love not about empathy or sympathy none of that really matters because in your mind uh none of that matters when when it when it comes to your religion but yet when people begin to question you about it all of a sudden you want to throw scriptures when a lot of times you don't even live by the scriptures that you're quoting and here's a church trying to do the right thing trying to put shine the spotlight and motherfuckers calling the cops like this is like to me it's so funny if churches took stances on this kind of stuff there wouldn't be any opposition to things the church wanted to do. If I were like, all we want to do is help the homeless. Like that's our number one concern. There's not going to be anybody going, you know, the problem with church is that they try to help the homeless. And the sad part. No one has a problem with that. You, the sad part about it, people to help the homeless, you know what? They'll make rules where you can't help gays and you can't help this. And you, you were like, come on now. They don't give a, they don't care nothing about that. They just want to help everybody. Um, speaking of needing help, uh, Adam Carolla has a campaign uh about fight about um fighting patent trolls uh this is big for podcasting uh patent trolls are um uh companies this one's personal audio it's a non-operating company what they do is they make a business by acquiring patents for the sole purposes of suing people so and they'll patent anything they'll be like oh we want to patent the idea that you can release time serialized audio uh and uh and sell it to people and so then someone does that and they go "Uh -uh uh-uh we patent that we're suing you now they never did it they never started a company never had a podcast in their life they never knew what a podcast was when it started like they had no idea they just patented something on the hope that one day it will blow up and then they start suing the major players in the game wow uh, companies like Personal Audio are known as patent trolls for their hated practice of extorting money from businesses in every field imaginable through broad claims that their general patent applies to nearly everything, every technology in use. So, like, there might not have been an iPhone, an iPod, anything when this happened. Podcasting wasn't even a thing. And then it's like, boom, uh, we're suing. Personal how, Audio. How is yes. this even possible? Uh, it's, it's possible. And you have to go to court to, to prove them wrong. Wow. And that's what he's doing. He's collecting funds so that people can go and, and support him so that in court. You you know what, Adam? I I support you on this one because that right there is some bullshit. Personal audio does not undertake any actual use of their patented technologies. Instead, they attempt to make their money through lawsuits. Is so they're a- not actual business, right? They don't, yeah, they don't functionally function as a business, correct. Okay. In Adam's case, Personal Audio is claiming that they own the patent for the delivery of all media over the internet and have accused ABC, CBS, and the Adam Carolla show of being guilty of patent infringement. 
this is not an isolated incident these same allegations have been made by personal audio against prominent podcasts such as mark Marin, chris harwick and many others what is the money for winning this case is crucial for all podcasts and if adam loses Patent trolls like personal audio will be able to use this judgment to shake down every podcaster. In other words, the medium of podcasting as we know it today will cease to exist. Every dollar of your donation to the Corolla Podcast Legal Defense Fund will support the legal cost of defending against personal audio's frivolous lawsuit. This fund will stand for all podcasters and serve as a symbol that will not bow down. We will not bow down to trolls like personal audio. Most importantly, your donations will allow the new and growing medium of podcasting to remain as part of your daily lives. Um, so even if you're a podcast fan, this is important. Yeah, because you can end up losing your favorite podcast because it's like, fuck it. I, 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 now I owe somebody billions of dollars that I don't have. Yeah. So you should do it even if you just listen to podcasts. Yeah. You know, they're talking, they're trying to shut down This American Life, Adam Carolla Show, Mark Marin. Um, so you either shut down or you have to charge your listeners just to keep your lights on. That means all podcasts, like, f- no such thing as a free podcast anymore. Yeah, it, it'll change the whole medium. If the troll wins, services like YouTube or Netflix will probably be targeted next. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a general, it's a very general, hey, you release serialized digital things through the internet, therefore you, uh, this is our thing. Um, so make sure you guys do it, man. Um, it's funanything.com. Um, uh, you could just search Adam Corolla, uh, patentroll.com. Um, like it's funanything.com slash patentroll.com. But, um, yeah, it's just crazy and it's really important for, um, for, for podcasting in general, man, for fans, for yeah. podcasters. And, like, and, and I think that, <coughs> I, I think that these people, if I'm not mistaken, I think that they actually interviewed them on NPR, like on on NPR. Mm-hmm. And when they was talking to these people, they was, you know, basically asking them a bunch of questions. They were like, I can't answer this. I can't answer that. You know, this and this and this and this and this, you know, and shit like that. And they was like, um, you know, how, how do you think that you can do this and it not be any repercussions? Well, you know, we, we own this and we have the right and shit like that. But it's just one of those things where they was like, are we going to have to owe you when we release this podcast that we record mm-hmm. right now? You know, and it's just one of those things where they should not be allowed to do this because at the period of time that this was written, the technology that we have now did not exist. Yep. Um, here is uh, an update on the case we, we talked about yesterday where a student was suing her parents for what she felt she was entitled to, her college uh, fund that apparently they had been saving for her to go to college. Now she refused to be a good kid and abide by the rules abide by the rules so she ended up getting kicked out of the house uh no she moving out moving out of the house but she decided she wanted all her money um so they finally had a uh a verdict i guess in the um from a judge and uh let's see if i can get this to play but uh it it worked out and not in her favor Fighting her parents in family court, suing mom and dad to make them pay for her education and living expenses after she left their home. Now, the judge treading lightly to avoid setting a dangerous precedent. Are we going to uh, condone or open the gates to a 12-year-old to sue for an Xbox, a 13-year-old to sue for an iPhone? Everyone else has one. Why can't comic? Dan Shore is a former prosecutor and associate managing director at Kroll, and Richard Roth is a defense attorney. And Richard, you and I were just talking 
a moment ago that, yeah, I mean, where do you draw the line? Is it the Xbox, um, you know, a car, mom and dad owe me a car? Yeah, I think the judge really hit the nail on the head by saying, listen, you, you, number one is who left home, which is a big issue. But the most important, the overriding theme is do the parents have a sphere of influence? And if they do, then you are not emancipated. At the age of 18, there's a presumption you're emancipated. But it's really unbelievable that this girl, 18 years old, who's being guided by who knows whom, this, this neighbor and this lawyer, is actually taken, it's, it's, I call chutzpah, to yeah. sue her parents, saying that they have to pay for an education. I, I'm wondering what you know, Dan, Dan thinks about I, it. And I had assumed that 18 is the age of emancipation, not necessarily true. Right. In New Jersey, there's a presumption you're emancipated at 18, but that's rebuttable by other facts. And there's a fact-finding mission the court does to see if there is a sphere of influence the parents have over the kids, whether the kid has voluntarily left the home, and the court would have to find that out. Which seems to be the case here. She seems to have decided two days before her 18th birthday, I'm out of here. I don't like your rules. But, you know, Richard, a judge shouldn't be making the decisions that parents make. And by the way, Aren't these gifts? I mean, there's no guarantee or obligation or legal duty that a parent must pay for a private high school education, much less college. Well, you're absolutely right. These are gifts, and a judge shouldn't be in the middle of it. And what's also unfortunate is that now the parents have to air what I would call dirty laundry. All the fighting that went back and forth, the fact that she sent this horrific voicemail to her parents, the fact that she was under potential suspension, none of that stuff should be before a court. Right. And it's unfortunate that an 18-year-old girl, whoever's guiding her, is having a judge decide these issues, which really should be in a courtroom. You know, imagine being the parent, Dan. I mean, they got to be mortified. Yeah, somebody said she was also trying to sue for $654 of child support a week. Child support? You ain't no kid. She's And she's 18. Like, you're grown. I don't know what, what you've been told. Like, and I understand that, you know, you're still a kid, quote unquote. But if you don't want to follow the rules, your ass grown. Yeah, you do what grown folks do. Get your ass out there and get a goddamn job. That's what grown folks do, dog. Yeah, she wanted attorney fees and immediate reimbursement of her high school tuition. Like, no. What's wrong with you? HC says, my case wouldn't even make it, uh, would get, even get a chance to come up because my parents would be on trial for murder first. Mine too, dog. They'd be like, uh, this is actually a murder cow trial now. Yeah. <laughs> They killed that nigga when they went home for recess. Uh. And and I think for me, it's also one of those things. Do she not expect any repercussions? Once this trial ends, you literally have ended the relationship with your parents, possibly forever. She's she's a waste. Like, start over, make a new one. Y'all fucked that one up. Okay. Yeah, because like that. Y'all burned that cake. All right. <laughs> Sorry. No amount of frosting and fix this shit. She's a lost cause. If she's suing your ass because she thinks she right, she got to go. Yeah, and it's, it's just one of those things where you only get one set of parents, and especially if you got good parents who they sound like they were looking out in her best interest anyway, and you basically sue them. Yeah. Um, I you better realize ain't no, good parents ain't nobody gonna stand in your corner like a good parent, and ain't nobody gonna stand on your behalf and take care of you and give and do the things for you that a loving parent would do. She fucked around and burnt that bridge, bitch. You gonna be on your own for the rest of your life. A three hundred and ten dollar tasting menu 
makes per se one of New York City's most expensive restaurants. But it's C grade from the health inspectors put it near the bottom of the heap when it comes to sanitary violations. A C grade and you charge three hundred to ten dollars? Three hundred and ten dollars, yes. That per, couldn't buy no A? Per se got forty two violations when it was expected February nineteenth. God damn, what did, what did, what did y'all do? Y'all went in there and put drugs everywhere, flicked your hair, had sex and uh, sex on everything. How did you have that many violations? Um, infractions included failure to hold hot food at 140 degrees and a lack of hand washing facility near the food prep area. Per se, representatives did not immediately return a call seeking comment, but the restaurant will have a chance to argue his case at a hearing. Until then, it must post a sign saying his grade is pending. It's a 10-year-old restaurant. Um, per se is on one of only seven New York City restaurants to earn three Michelin stars. The New York Times called it the city's best restaurant in 2011. Yeah, I, you know what? I wonder, did they change owners or management or something like that? Or either, Because a lot of times when places first start, uh, you have owners, they come in, they, they do these things, but as the years go on, if the owners don't actually run and you have people running on the owner's behalf, I've, I've seen restaurants over time, the quality gets bad, nobody cares, nobody forces employees to do what they're supposed to do, and this is the kind of shit that happens. The chef tasted menu for Sunday included Hudson Valley duck for gras and Nova Scotia lobster uh, a la Bordelais. Never heard of that. A la kill your ass. Right. I wouldn't eat lobster from a C restaurant. Sorry. There was a hundred dollar surcharge for Wagyu beef. Uh, Surcharge. Mm -hmm. New York City um, health officials began issuing letter grades in 2011. About 87 percent of the city's restaurants had eight A grades. Um, I have a question. Yes, Karen. Why are they just recently doing letters? I don't know, but this is what they started doing in 2011. Maybe before it was numbers. Who knows? Okay, I think we had numbers too, right? Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. The A, B, C, D, most of you don't know what that means anyway. A true, true. Like what percent does it become a B? Uh, what, what, what number does it become a C? For it to be a C, you have to do a lot of violations. Right. And also, like, people don't understand it's not like, oh, you missed uh, one, so you go down one point. No, like, like the infractions are small, but for for your grade to get that low, you have to literally right do a lot of. You have to find like a live rat cooking. Like, has to be like rat <laughs> in the back. Has to be like rat ratatouille. ratatouille. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they open it up. They be like, um, ma'am, is that a rat back there? But he's clean. Mm. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no, no. You understand? Is that a rat back there uh, preparing the meals? Uh, yeah, but he's cool. No, 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 no. You understand? We have to shut this shit down. Uh, there was a woman whose picture was being used on the Internet as the hot mom, like, that you need to check her criminal record. Uh, uh-uh. Her name is um, Meg- Megan Simmons. Uh, she was booked in July 25, 2010, charged with DUI. Okay. And so then certain like checkmate is a website. They use her picture as part of their advertising on the side of things that go. Sometimes the cute ones aren't so innocent. Do a background check. Did they ask for her picture to, to put her shit on now. Um, 
no they didn't uh, and now she's suing I, that damn goddamn right i sue too don't be put my pitch on shit like that now, this is for her it's a little i'm sure it's a little flattering because they're calling her hot right it's definitely the best looking mug shot of a lot of people you know uh very sexy mug shot but um it's also illegal what they did um it launched a few thousand memes guilty of taking my breath away this is what a model inmate looks like arrested for breaking and entering your heart on countless websites simmons 28 became known as the attractive convict none of this escaped their notice last year the mother of fourth from zephyrils tweeted look who made the cut when her photo was part of an inside edition special about hot mug shots she did interviews with the Huffington post and daily mail in april there was even chatter she posed for Playboy if given the opportunity. This week, however, she indicated she had enough publicity in a lawsuit filed in Hillsborough County. Simmons accused the background check website instantcheckmate.com of using her picture for commercial advertising purposes without compensating her or even getting her permission. Yep. Simmons declined to comment to the Tampa Bay Times and spoke through her attorney at the end of the day that this is actually about intellectual property of someone is going to use your image. They need to pay you for it. Especially if it's been mugshot. I understand that's public like domain, but it doesn't give you the right to take it and post it and advertise it on shit without my permission. Mm-hmm. Apparently in 2012, a website called The Chive uh, posted her mugshot under the headline, Who Knew Mugshots Could Be So Attractive? From there, Simmons' face made its way through various photo sharing sites. On April 3rd, a user named Vestra on Reddit posted her picture with the caption, Can I have her cell phone number? Another uh, user quickly followed the, I guess it's true, looks do kill. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, yeah, she has a strong media presence uh, on Instagram. She has 100, I mean, 1,182 Instagram followers and 2,434 Twitter followers. Uh, I don't think it's that good a picture. There are other ones I would prefer, she said. So maybe she's been arrested a lot. I don't know. Um but yeah, she's trying to get paid, man. Mm-hmm. No, 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 blame her. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna see what Especially happens. Especially shit like that, you fuck around and try to go for a job, and they be like, "Hey, hey, ain't that chick I seen on on the mate site?" Mm-hmm. Now the problem is, uh, it's a Florida case, so there's a oh, good chance she might lose. <laughs> she might lose because you know they don't have laws. Uh, everybody, calm down, okay? All right, relax. There's been a lot going on about uh chipotle on the internet a lot of rumors uh-oh um people been accusing chipotle of threatening to get rid of guacamole uh-oh we want to refresh no nah, I, don't, I don't think it's gonna work i don't know okay. i'll try but um uh there's been a climate of fear i know y'all love chipotle like we all do yeah i like chipotle. it's very delicious it is okay to give you that guacamole they always act like you won't be able to afford it every time. Yeah, I'll take some guacamole. Oh, whoa, oh, oh. Yeah, they, they be like, calm down, big spender. <laughs> yeah, it's like extra. Every, most places, it's extra. You know, unless you go to like a Mexican place or whatever, where it's included in your sides. But for most places, extra. And yeah, when you be like, I want that, they look at you like, you really gonna pay the extra fifty five cent? Yes, I asked for it. Put it on there, please. Yeah, sir, you do realize that I have to charge you for this. They, they it's act, like a, a dollar. They yeah. act shocked every single time. And I'm like, yeah, I can afford it. I'll take the dollar. Oh, my. We do have a millionaire. 
<laughs> well, I do declare. Big Spender. Right. Whoa, Big Spender. Yes. Chipotle stirred up a media and guacamole lovers with news that it would suspend or could suspend guacamole from its menu due to global warming. So stirring up the motions with, without stirring up guacamole. But a restaurant spokesman tells the Los Angeles Times this is way overblown. The annual report for the restaurant chain warned increasing weather volatility or other long-term changes in global weather patterns, including any changes associated with the global climate change, could have a significant impact on the price or availability of some of our ingredients. In the event of cost increases with respect to one or more of our raw ingredients, we may choose to temporarily suspend serving menu items such as guacamole or one or more of our sauces rather than paying the increased cost for the ingredients. So, and places do this all the time. Like, yeah, Wendy's did it with tomatoes or it's like tomatoes by request. Yeah, where it's like you don't request it, you ain't get no tomato. Yeah. Um, remember a long time ago we covered that, that, that judge who beat his daughter on videotape, uh, posted a video in 2000, uh, 2011 that she secretly recorded of her getting beaten. She was 16 remember. years old. And he um, ended up losing his job. No, time. he was a judge. He kept his job. Oh. It was in Texas. Okay. Uh, well, he eventually lost his seat. And that makes sense. Yeah, voters did not. Uh, Approve of that. No. Yeah, voters were not cool. Um, it took Texas a long time because they believe in a lot of stuff. But uh, they said, all right, man. No, we've gonna, had enough. You can't be beating them and then going to court like ain't nothing happened. That's <laughs> where we <laughs> draw the line. Apparently so. Uh, let's play our games, guys. Okay, it's game time. Game time. Who's ready to play, play some, some games? games? We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's time to play the game. Fucking with black people. The game you guys all love to hate. Uh, today, today's contestants are somebody from the KKK and somebody fucking with Kim K. Uh, let's get right ah. to it. Um, here's one. Apparently, uh, there's a KKK man, Palm Beach County, oh, Florida, where, uh, they decided that, um, they need to get some they need to get some recruits out here to the KKK. Okay, apparently uh things have not been going well for the KKK with the meet at the business meetings, uh whatever's going on with that. Uh so they said, "How can we figure a way out to, you know, make ends meet and get membership back up?" So a man posted a flag for the KKK uh with a sign that said members want it. So they won't members to sign up for some kkk okay guys so if, uh, you, you don't have a lot to do um make sure you guys pick up a brochure at the door mm. and uh sign up for the palm beach kkk so you know it's gonna be extra ratchet because ah. it's in florida oh florida a palm beach county man appears to be recruiting for the ku klux klan with the kkk flag noose and members wanted sign Prominently displayed in the front yard of his trailer home. Cause you know how you guys can't just, just can't wait to get in that man's trailer home. It's gonna be so much fun. That's, 
all the clan meetings will be there way too much fun i see spam sandwiches for everybody <laughs> the man who did not give his name spoke briefly to reporters outside his home why. in western boca raton as he took down the flag tuesday night he said he has every right to fly the flag as part of his freedom of speech what message are you sending to the community a reporter asked him i'm not sending any message the same thing with the puerto rican flies his flag He's proud of his heritage. I'm proud of mine. Well, Puerto Ricans aren't flying their flag and asking for members to join. No, they're not. And they're not flying a flag that's associated with uh, hatred and bigotry and slavery and all that stuff that goes behind that flag, right? Neighbors, however, say the flag sends a message of hatred, violence, and racism. I think it's horrible, said Roseanne A. Aracis. Or Eric Key? Aracis? Okay. I think it's disgusting, and I think it should be taken down. The man does not seem to have any intention of removing the flag. Reporters asked asked him about the homemade members wanted signs. Are you recruiting members for the KKK? A reporter asked. He said, "Where does it say that?" I love these racist people that think it's think they slick. Like, where does it say that? Well, the fuck do you got the what? Wise, wise. We wouldn't be here if you weren't recruiting. Nigga. I'm just a big fan of those jackets. Okay. Uh, there's a sign right here that says members want it. <laughs> that's a sign right here. Uh, yeah, but it doesn't say for what, does it? The man responded. I want members to join my Pokemon club, okay? Yeah. I want to be the best. I want to be the very best, the best there never was, okay? That, that changed when A, you wouldn't get your name, B, people started complaining, and you was like, this is going to be an issue. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, uh, you know, my my uh, my grandbaby, you know, she got a chess club out there, so I got this for her. The news hangs prominently in the front yard, contrasted with the word love sitting in the front window. The man said the news is there because I don't have a big tree in the backyard to hang it from. <coughs> a word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it's there. Margaret Martin lives across the street. She says she is one of the only African Americans in the neighborhood and that these images remind her of a dark time. No pun. She fears for her safety. I'm worried, she said. Uh, is he going to cross, burn across in my yard? You got to be sick to do something like that or just want attention. Listen, uh, Margaret, don't flatter yourself, okay? <laughs> Nobody's going to burn your yard. No, baby. If they wanted to do that, they did that a long time ago. How about you trim them hedges first, and then we'll see if anybody wants to burn across in your yard. The flag sign and news. Worthy about burning. The flag sign and news are getting attention, but not the kind most people want in this neighborhood. Martin says she has never spoken to the man flying the flag, but she has compassion for him. I'm a Christian. I pray for people. I'm gonna pray real hard for him. <laughs> Wonder what that prayer sounds like. Hmm. Lord Jesus. You think she's praying to the homeless Jesus on the statue? Lord, homeless Jesus with the holes in your foot. (laughs) If you could just please take your time from loitering to go down this man's house and smite him. I hope she don't say that. (laughs) Smite his eyes, Lord. (laughs) I'll take them all out so he can't see the niggas he's trying to kill. That's why I can't be religious because I'll be praying for stuff like that. Lord, just a just a small accident that 
can never be traced back. Maybe no. his brakes would just fail while he was driving no. down Mm-mm. a steep slope directly into Mm-mm. some water and he no. couldn't swim. No, 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 sir. Lord Jesus, could you just make his radio? I do not approve of this. Could you just make his radio fall into his bathtub, please? And just, shock him. Just for a little bit, Lord Jesus. Please. And, maybe, in your name, and maybe, maybe you shock the racism out of him. Yeah. No, just kill him. Just yeah. kill him a little bit, Lord. Just help him come. Just kill him. Help him come be with you. Help yeah. him see you he wants it all in the white heaven this is what he wants so it's really not even me wishing for i'm like helping him (laughs) i'm speeding the process up Speed on his way to glory to you lord (laughs) could you just in 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 your name i pray if you could just amen just make him fall on a knife while making a grilled cheese sandwich just you know die slow painful bleeding out death as the phone lies inches away but he's unable to move because he stabbed himself in the spine lord yeah and the way going down he accidentally caught himself on his own noose yeah no, could you just do that <laughs> like, can i just get an irony uh lord please uh but yeah i would uh i would give this dude uh tsh- you know what i gotta go with 100 <laughs> yeah cause you know he i'm trying to think of ways he, not went, to. he went backing down mm-hmm I think I pretty much got to go at 100. I especially like the part where he trolled and said, well, I didn't say what I was accepting members to. I'm like, yeah, okay. Uh, here's another dude. Apparently, Kim Kardashian was the belle of the ball Thursday night in Vienna. Uh, great sausages there, by the way. But before the clock struck midnight, she was out of there. We can understand why the reality show, uh, reality star, was reportedly so insulted that a guest at the Vienna Opera Ball donned blackface and introduced himself as her fiance Kanye West that she left the famous event not too pleased. Don Blackface, what a name. No, he what? No, it's not his name. <laughs> oh He donned D O N N E D. That means to put on. Oh, I thought you said his name was Don. I was like, who the fuck they Don Blackface? <laughs> I was like, oh, the goddamn name is that? No. I'd love to see the adventures of Don Blackface, though. That would yes. Be, I feel like that person would be an interesting man. Very interesting man. I kept saying, who the hell is named Blackface? Who is this man? Yeah. Uh, Don. Blackface. Don Blackface. I know we all look alike. It was like, well, he, he Don Blackface. It looks like Kanye. They, all the black folks look alike. I'm, I'm back here. I'm confused. <laughs> Uh, can I help you, sir? Yes. The name is Don. Don Blackface. Ah! Oh, he's not I like take my that. martinis, shaken, not stirred, oh. and then hung from a noose. Oh, they need to do a movie on him. Uh, but yeah, Don Don Blackface uh, <laughs> introduced himself as her fiance, Kanye West. Um, so she left. Uh, uh so yeah there's a picture of him he's wearing a tuxedo with a fake mardi gras bead necklace gold necklace then a fake gold chain with a peace medallion on it it looks terrible he doesn't look black at all no like, he does not he wouldn't fool anybody he just looks like a white dude with brown shit on his face the cobra's name is chris and is described as the naughtiest social reporter in australia austria He's also a comedian who stickers to dress in costume every year for the ball. He wanted to get an interview with Kim. Hence, he mistakenly thought he could get up to get up with work. But local reports from the TV employer indicate he never intended it to be an act of racism. What the fuck he thought it was going to be? <laughs> she married to a black dude and you coming in blackface. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, I saw Amber P on Twitter as I mean on Facebook asking like, why do people hate Kim K? And I was like, you know, a lot of this has to do with she's dating a black man. She's been dating him for a while, and people don't like that shit. Yeah, and she literally, and the thing about Kim Kardashian, I have to say, she gets it from both sides. Like, literally, she gets it from white folks that hate niggas. And I'm not even a big Kim K fan. Mm, Like, it sucks, but it's kind of like that LeBron James thing where someone mm -hmm. says something so wildly inappropriate about someone, and you end up going... Well, come on, man. It's, Y'all leave her alone. It's, it's and, not that. No, you know? and and then she gets it from black folk, from from black uh people that don't either they don't like interracial relationships or either from black women who have issues with black men dating white women. So it's just one of those things. But I I have empathy and sympathy for her because she's she just trying to live her life. Regardless, if you think she's talented a lot, you think her sh- fuck all that. She's just trying to live her life, and everybody's just going, fuck you, bitch, you a hoe, you a slut, you this, you that, you love niggas, you know, and, and it's like, it, it, it makes no sense. Right, she loves black cock. I heard Joe McHale say that. And they make fat jokes about her. I mean, just it's almost like you attack her for no goddamn reason. Yeah, I heard Joe McHale make a black cock joke about her the other day on The Soup. Like, that's a national TV show, man. That's how widespread this shit is. Yeah, because a lot of times, especially uh, when it comes to uh, white women, a lot of their stereotypes is that, you know, if you're over a certain weight, you're considered fat. You know, like a lot of them, they, and, and the thing is like, they're white women of all sizes, but for some reason, you know, especially in mainstream, it's like, if you're above a size two, you're considered fat. And you're like, that's unrealistic when the average woman is a size 12. The reporter took the Facebook page to apologize, said, I'm very sorry that the story went so bad and was completely misunderstood. I'm an Arab born in Aust- Austria. I wanted it in a small way to be, uh, if I wanted it in a small way to be racist in this action situation, and I'm sorry to all who felt themselves attacked. So he did apologize. That's a good thing. And the look on Kim K's face during the TV interview uncovered first by Celeb Buzz says it all. Uh, German actor and comedian Olivia Porcher did, Oliver Porcher did an interview with Kim and momager Chris Jenner. And when asked if he was going to dance at the ball, he responded, yes, we're going to dance. We're going to wait for niggas in Vienna. A reference to Kanye and Jay-Z's song, Niggas in Paris. He laughed. He was trying to make a joke, but clearly Kim didn't think it was funny. Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't that's say another the name reason, of the song, right? By the way, that's another reason I actually fuck with Kim K. She seems to get it. Like, mm-hmm. as much shit as she catches, she doesn't seem to be on, into some novelty act, I mess with black people. Like, mm-hmm. she's not like Chelsea Handler going around making ignorant ass racist jokes and then being like, but I fuck black guys. <laughs> See guys? Mm-mm. I'm cute. Cause I'm not supposed to say that. Like, like, that, like she's just like, nah, that's not funny. That's just being racist. Stop. I guess. Like, you know? That's right. But Kim wasn't the only one not laughing. Her billionaire date, Richard Lunger, who paid 500k to be the VIP guest of honor wasn't in on the joke. Not only did she announce during a press conference at Lungner Shopping Center the day before she wasn't going to dance the waltz during the ball and would only watch from afar, but she exited the ball just as her contractual obligation was up and didn't stay for dinner or dancing. Kim annoys me, he said in the article translated by Celia Buzz, because she doesn't follow the schedule. So they pay her to show up. She did exactly what she was contractually obligated to do. Mm-hmm. And uh he was mad. So I don't know if this You is fucking offended her. Yeah. I guess they took the interview down from YouTube. I so. mean I mean you came in blackface, offended her, then got mad when she's like, Oh, my time is up, I got to go, you're not paying me. Well he, that's a different guy who came in blackface. Oh, okay. 
It was also a, the person doing the event. Yeah, he was a billionaire. He paid five hundred K for her to be a uh for her to be the VIP guest of honor. Uh she did, and then she left because this asshole racist dude was there. She's like, All right, I feel my obligation, I'm not amused, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. And, and she and she has the right to do that. Yeah. And the other dude was mad because she didn't, you know, go above and beyond. Anyway. You pay her above and beyond money then. Yep. Now that it's time for some guest arrays. That's right, it's guest arrays time. So now that it's time for some guest arrays. That's right, it's guest arrays time. That's right, it's time for guest arrays, the number one game show going across. All the podcast land, we read or play articles from all over the globe, and we ask our audience today, the racist chat room, to guess the race. Hope you guys aren't nervous. Here we go. A temple man is charged with having sex with a pit bull. A pit bull? Mm-hmm. From my understanding, and I've been around pit bulls, them dogs ain't no joke. Like, mm-hmm. wow. Oh. And they're normally not small dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't. Leave, leave the animals alone, people. Leave the animals alone. Yep. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, Karen. So. <laughs> a convicted felon was arrested Tuesday after neighbors reported seeing the man engage in sexual activity with a dog in his yard. Tampa oh. police, oh, Florida. In his yard. Were called to the house uh, Tuesday afternoon and arrived to find a group of neighbors disturbed by the activity. Witnesses reported that they had yelled at the man to stop the activity, but he ignored them. <laughs> Animal Services executed a search warrant at the home and took custody of eight large pit bulls from the property. Oh, I bet she probably been abusing all them damn dogs. Yeah, that's his harem. He's like, well, who am I fuck now? Y'all took all my bitches. Um, sir, there are real bitches out in the street that are not animals. Those are real bitches. That's, I looked up the, the no, definition. No, no. And no. that is what I saw in the dictionary. No, 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 Female sir. dog. No, sir. We're talking about like women, like real live women. No, see, y'all don't have no problem with Lil Wayne be getting all them bitches, but all of a sudden I get some bitches. Here come the police. All right. Yes, I sir. See. Yes. Yeah. 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 We, we won't have to arrest you, sir. Come, come on over here. Animal Services executed a search warrant at the home and took custody of eight large pit bulls. They also seized a gun and ammunition. 47-year-old Bernard Marsonic was arrested and charged with felon in possession of a firearm, animal cruelty, and sexual activity involving animals. Uh, Darren Sharper was quoted as saying, I don't see what the problem is. Uh, Let's check the chat room and uh, see what what they believe uh, the race is. Okay, guys. Um, let's see. Dog kisser wanted to do a doggy style. Oh. Deceptively fast wide receiver. I'm assuming that's white. His free speech was being infringed on white. Dog the bounty hunter. Oh. He didn't fuck her without kissing her on the mouth at least. Oh. Crazy white dude and trailer park white. The correct answer yes, is. And you guys, you guys, y'all got it right. It's white. You can't, you can't trick him with that one, baby. I thought Pitbull might might throw a little bit of you guys off. Not even with the music. Mm-mm. But uh, nope. Uh, a a Lemoyne man was cited for disorderly conduct while helping a roommate he was mad at move out. 
Now what's now see that's nice. When you're moving out and you, even though you didn't split on amicable terms, you, your roommate's leaving, you don't like him, you help him move his stuff. You know, now that's a very nice thing to do. I don't even know why this is an article. Uh, he helped him move his stuff by throwing the roommate's possessions out of the window. Oh. Oh, wow. Well, that is not, that is unfortunate. <laughs> the incident happened just before 1.30 p.m. Saturday. Police said they received a call about a disturbance in which a man was seen throwing clothing and other items out of a third floor window. Oh, well, then, um... Do do you think that they really ended on good terms? I don't think they did. No, it said no. He said he didn't like him. He was mad. Oh, uh, what did he do? Uh, didn't say. Okay. When officers arrived, they saw Keith Allen Gardner Jr. No age given throwing items out of the attic window and onto the front yard and the sidewalk. Investigation found that Gardner had become upset over a roommate moving out and owing him money, which culminated in him deciding to speed up the roommate's departure by throwing property out of the window. Oh. It's, it's time for you to go. You know what? I'm going to help you move down. Well, we got three stories. You know what? I don't feel like taking none of this. All your shit. We're we going to make this as quick as we can. Well, you know, and at the end, if you still here, I'm tossing you out the damn window, too. Right. And you already done, you know, gave up uh, paying the rent. So I'm going to help you give up your possessions early. Ain't, yep. You know, we're going to go through the speed round. Yep. But, uh, yeah, that's the whole article right there, Karen. So I'm going to need you guys to uh, guess the race. Uh, what is his name here? Keith Allen Gardner Jr. By the way, while y'all guess the race, uh, I forgot. Let me put in a picture of the man that fucked the, the dogs. Okay. Oh, he looks crazy. Like sometimes you just see a person's guilt written all over their face. You just see them and you go, that's a dude that fucks pit bulls. Like, Police show up. It's like, why even get the warrant? Do we even need to search the house? Mm-mm. You know, like you could just take them into the courtroom and go, your honor, your honor. Look at his face. Come on. What are we talking about here? He clearly fucked those pit bulls. Um, chat room says for this one, one who learned how to deal with relationships from way Nick's hell. Throwing stuff out. So I'm guessing that's black. <laughs> I'm guessing that's black. Uh, four names white says Ashley. Perfect strangers. Well, I guess that's white. Mm-hmm. Black, white, white. Keith Gardner sounds black as shit. So black and white. Wouldn't it be funny if it was Balky from Perfect Stranger? Oh, cousin Larry, you know, falling out. La 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 la. Stop throwing my stuff. You're being so ridiculous. Um, the correct answer is. This is a controversial one. White. You think, you, you, you think they did like Dave Shapiro? Come on. Come on, buddy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, uh, some of you guys got it, got got it, it wrong. wrong. And why would they say, come on, buddy, Karen, for what? Oh, he tossing his, she tossing this shit out there, and I think he felt justified doing it. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, 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 you think we're not going to have any repercussions? Come on, friend. Yeah. Hey, man, I'm moving out. Bitch, you owe three months in rent. Come on now. Well, don't throw don't my think stuff. I forgot. Don't throw my stuff. Bitch, it's my stuff now. <laughs> Here's a picture of him, the guy. He it's looks good. like he hasn't thrown a lot of stuff lately, you know. Mm, so, um, yeah, that's why I had to throw it, throw it, um, 
uh, three flights of steps would do some damage, you know, because, you know, across the room would have been a foot in front of him, which I don't think that would have made a difference. Yeah, that's some good exercise for him. So that's good. You no, know he broke a good sweat. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into this bonus round, guys. All right. Hope you guys are ready. <laughs> Double the points, double the race, double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round, and it's time to double the points, double the racism. Let's see if people can get back in the game. March 5th, a New Mexico woman allegedly bashed her mother in the head with a vibrator during a confrontation late Sunday night and left the old woman bleeding profusely. You don't do that with vibrators. That was a dangerous dick. I wonder if it's uh, half off. You know, hey, well, listen, Cheryl, if you're in the the market for a new vibrator. What was this damn vibrator made out of? Use code TBGWT to go to adamandeve.com and get fit half off of a new vibrator. I'm trying to tell you. Buy yourself two. One yeah. for beating and one for beating yourself. Yeah, nah, your jail might cost full price, but this vibrator's half off. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl Claffy, 60, uh, called Costa to report her daughter, Kara, 35, struck in the head with a vibrator and was attempting to flee from the Albuquerque home that they share. Could you, could you imagine that one, 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 number one phone call? Hello? Um, yes, my daughter's beat me in the head with a big dick. Um, no. um, ma- ma- ma'am, um, um, what, what do you mean your daughter's beating your head? She's beat me in the head with a vibrator. I know. Just a big ass buzzing sound in the background. Zoom, zoom, out, out. She won't stop. <laughs> She won't stop. I think it's plugged in. It's not like she was shaking this shit because the vibrator. Yeah, yeah, she was shaking through the phone. Help my daughters. <laughs> um, she wonder what she was. She must not have been hitting her in the vagina. She definitely wasn't hitting her in the vagina. I think she cleaned it off first. Shit, I hope she did. Probably had vagina juice all over it. That's probably why she hit in the first place. She interrupted while she was using it. Mm-hmm. Get out! Get out, mom! Uh, she was bleeding from a head wound, pointed to a Ford truck and told the cops her daughter was inside the vehicle while the car, car was only occupied by a male driver. And officer reported, I did notice an electric vibrator on the passenger side floor of the vehicle. According to the criminal complaint, which does not further describe the vibrator, Cara Claffy was subsequently apprehended upon exiting a nearby house. She told officers she had argued with her mother. She did not assault her kin. In fact, Clara claimed her mother had emerged bleeding from a room in their home and reported that she had struck herself with a vibrator. Well, mama, a mama six, likes it rough. A 60-year-old woman doing it like that, son? Right. Cheryl, Cheryl Clavy told cops that she was watching TV when an argument sparked with her daughter, Kara. Uh, she said, grabbed an electric vibrator and hit her over the head with the device. I wonder if it was just sitting out. I bet you it was. Either she was using it and she walked in on her, or either it was some shit she had laying around. It was the first thing she put her put her hand on. But uh, bitch, was, I, I hope you watched that. That was the argument on the TV. She was like, "What are you doing watching my good porn? Get out! Out! Ah!" And hit her over the head with the device. Cheryl Claffy immediately felt blood streaming down her head. What was that vibrator made out of titanium? Right. What the fuck was it made out of? It was one of those glass ones. But even even with that, I mean, shit. Uh, at which time she fled the house to call for help. Uh, pictured in the above mugshot, Claffy was arrested for domestic violence and aggravated battery of a household member. 
she is blocked up in burn burner county jail in lieu of $3,500 bond uh she has a rap seat that includes several priors including domestic violence as well as narcotics possession and I'm surprised they didn't file um, attacking old people. You know, in some states, attacking old people is a crime. Mm-hmm. Like, they'll attack that shit on there if you attack somebody of a certain age. Yeah. Uh, she hit the wrong head with the magic sticks. White, says Vince. Oh, my. Uh, white, white mother and daughter watching Wesley Pipes on TV and took Make It Nasty too literally. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was watching a scene with Wesley Pipes the other day. I had to turn it off because he, he was having sex with this white girl, and he was like, uh, uh, I be stroking. Look that up. <laughs> he was trying to educate her, was it? He didn't think she had the cultural res- relevance to to know that. Uh, surprisingly, did she he, did, did he say that's what I be doing? Supr- no, he didn't. Surprisingly, he looked nothing like chill white. That litigious ass privileged white girl, uh, twenty three years in the future after her mom forgave her. It's. It's New Mexico, so she is Mexican white, white, uh, going to sue her mom later, white, white, one who sues her parents after telling them that she, what she ain't going to do. So everybody got yes. it right. Yes. She was white. white. Except for B. Cole, who said Mexican white, which we all know is Mexican because there's no such thing as Mexican white. <laughs> Uh, let's do one more for the road here. All right, guys. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, well, let's see if we can get you guys a good one. Cause I know you guys are some fucking freaks <laughs> and you guys like that freaky shit, don't you? Here's a chance to get back in the game because the abuse had gotten so severe that the 13 year old decided to start secretly recording her grandmother. What she captured on her phone on January 19th disturbed even veteran law enforcement officers. The most disgusting, heinous child abuse I've ever dealt with, said Detective Sergeant Ed Downs. And Ed Downs has gotten down with some pretty bad child abuse, guys. Yeah. Karen Sharp, 54, 54 of New Straightville, was swiftly arrested on Wednesday after Downs watched video of Sharp allegedly forcing men's underwear soiled with feces into her 11-year-old granddaughter's mouth and taping it there. Oh! Soak that up. Shout out to Whiskey Wine and Moonshine and Mike Felder. Oh! When the girl vomited! Yes! Sharp allegedly told her to swallow it. The girl's punishment was for stepping on Sharp's injured foot. Sharp is charged with kidnapping, two felony counts of endangering children, and misdemeanor counts of endangering children, assault, and domestic violence. She's being held on a million dollars bond at Southeast Ohio Regional Jail in Nelsonville. Uh, where the hell does she get these shitty men underwear that's sitting around? Did she, or did she put these underwears and shit in them herself? Detectives are also investigating Sharp's live-in boyfriend. Authorities might not have known about the abuse were it not for the elder child who Downs called wise well beyond her years after Sharp allegedly punched the 13-year-old who has a steel plate in her head from abuse at the hands of another adult. In the These children ain't got a chance. Oh, shit. In the face, the teen recorded her grandmother cursing and attacking a younger girl. 
I've never seen an animal being treated that way, Dow said. Sharp had custody of the two girls who shared the same mother. Dow said the girls were removed from home and relocated to the county children's services. They they would li- they literally would be better off in the <coughs> system. I mean, shit. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, guess the race of Karen Sharp, 54 years old, uh, likes to throw, throw uh, toiletries in people's mouths and tape it there till they throw up and then eat the throw up. One million dollars under the jail. One million dollars for bail. Damn, he might be black. Crazy white woman, precious mongoloid and Monique. Oh my! Black woman who obviously didn't go to Harvard. McGilla Gorilla had the gout on, in her foot and black. The correct answer is, and I believe, let me just double check. Yeah, Ashley is the winner, guys. It was white. Well played, Ashley. Everybody else? Yeah. Um, And, yeah, she just uh, thought that that was a thing that you should do to your kid uh, when they step on your foot uh, because, obviously, it's the only way they can learn. Soiled men's underwear. Takes a real sick mind to even think of that shit. Yes! Like, you really got to be a piece of shit, no pun, to even come up with that punishment. Um, and let's talk about this before we get out of here. Sword ratchetness, everybody. Okay. Uh, fugitive was arrested. Finally, a Freeman County fugitive who allegedly tried to kill his son with a homemade sword on Sunday was tracked down Wednesday night in Northern Colorado Springs. Zillan's winter Falcon 51 sounds like a fucking, uh, final fantasy character was taken into custody shortly after 9 p.m. at the Colorado Springs police were alerted by Florence law enforcement that Falcon was staying at a home near Woodman Road and North Academy Boulevard. A truck matching the description of Falcon's vehicle was spotted in that area and officers arrested Falcon without incident near the intersection of Woodman and Academy. According to Captain Don Penover of the Freeman County Sheriff's Office, Falcon traveled to his son's home near Florence on Sunday and confronted him. A fight broke out in the son's front yard when Falcon allegedly chased his son and attacked him with a 52-inch homemade sword. Homemade, guys. Making swords at home now. He apparently struck the son hard enough that it bent the blade of the sword. Shit. Probably because it was homemade. According to Penover, the man, the son grabbed a large rock, hit his father in the head, and ran into the house and called police. Yes. Uh, Falcon fled and Florence police alerted Southeastern Colorado law enforcement to be on the lookout for Falcon, who was initially taken into custody by Custer County Sheriff's deputies. Falcon was treated at a hospital for injuries to his head and released. Uh, the investigation continued and the arrest warrant was issued January 20th. Falcon, who according to the court records also goes by the name James Henry Culver, was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder, felony menacing, assault, and trespassing. Yes, finally. <laughs> they got convicted for real crime. Attempted murder, felony, menacing. Good, good. He I'll was be being, like a gun. He was he was being held in the El Paso County Jail Thursday morning. Penover said Falcon will be moved to the Fremont County Jail. Court records show that he was sentenced to six years in prison in 2003 for manslaughter. He had been arrested in 2002 on suspicion of murder, but the charge was amended. So, good, got one. Uh, hopefully, he gets convicted. You know, never could tell with these crimes. 
people stay making excuses like the shit is okay and it's not okay no it ain't it's not cute Mm-mm. um it's all right until you get hurt we'll be back saturday with our feedback show for next week thank you so much for listening Thanks, everyone, for coming out to the chat. Yes, thank go, you, guys. Go to shadowdollproductions.com slash itg.html for In the Goodbye. Only $4 to watch instantly or $7 to have the DVD shipped to you. See Alexa Yeems. Uh, big things in her future, man. She's a very talented young lady. Very. And uh, we're rooting for her at the Blackout Tips. Um, so uh, we'll be back Saturday. Unless you're premium, then we'll be back sooner. Until then, I love you. You too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.